Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show on vSIN and vSIN.com, the sports betting network. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds as we tee it up for another week on the PGA Tour. This will be the final leg of the Florida Swing on tap this week in Palm Harbor, Florida. It's the Valspar Championship at the Copperhead Course at Innisbrook, another very stern test of golf. But, Wes, before we get into that, let's look at what went down at the fifth major, the Players' Championship. And, boy, what a grind this was with all the weather delays, the high winds, and eventual Monday evening finish. You and I had a number of players in contention. There were a number of players in contention on the back nine on Monday. And in the end, uh, it was Cameron Smith of Australia. Now the sixth ranked player in the world as he gets his second victory of the season and a $3.6 million payday with a win at TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, the uh, largest ever P- uh, payday on the PGA Tour for a winner's share. And uh, if you look at Cameron Smith, how he did it, 42 one putts over over four that days at amazing. the Players Championship. 11.5 strokes gain putting. He had 4.14 in the final round. Most by any PGA Tour winner in more than two years. Ten birdies in the final round on Monday and only four pars. That was the least amount of pars in a final round by any PGA Tour winner in the last 40 years. That courtesy of our friend Justin Ray at Justin Ray Golf on Twitter. But he was also really good with his irons. He was fifth in the field on approach. First in average approach proximity from 50 to 125 this guy might have some of the best wedges in the world I mean we talk about his putting but his wedge game is unbelievable and what was also unbelievable too is he ranked 68th out of 70 players that made the cut for strokes gain off the tee that's the worst off the tee for any PGA Tour winner in 15 years and look he's firing for the Masters next month and he's got three top tens his last four appearances I know you have a play on him already that you made after Hawaii when we swept the board and won that event at the Century TOC so so, look, this guy's really in shape. Uh, Honor Bon Lahiri, the biggest long shot of the season, almost got there, you know, ranked in the low 300s, and he was 500 to 1. You know, and was really right there when Smith put that ball in the water on 18 when he was in the pine needles and then it just rolled into the water. Smith made a great iron shot, though, for four and then tapped in for a five. Lahiri had to birdie 18. 
did not happen. But 500 to one shot got there. Obviously, that leaderboard, Brady, was very topsy-turvy over over the weekend. And, uh, you know, yet we had some contenders that kind of fell by the wayside. But that leaderboard was so condensed where it was like 20 guys within three shots of the lead. So, uh, you know, good tournament at least. We finally got it over. Uh, a, a nice uh, finish there by Cameron Smith. Paul Casey finished third. Kevin Kisner fourth. Keegan Bradley fifth. And then rounding out the top ten, Russell Knox, Harold Varner, Doug Gim, Substrate. Rocket Victor Hovland, Adam Hadwin, and Dustin Johnson. Yeah, Matt Humans and you and myself, we all had Daniel Berger. Looked like he was going to make some noise he for a minute. He had some drama in the final round, too. Had a disagreement with his uh, playing companions, that being uh, Joel Damon and Victor Hovland, where the ball kind of crossed in the water. They felt it should have been a little bit further back, and there was a little bit of a disagreement there. So once Berger hit it in the water, it was like, okay, he's not going to post a number. Yeah, he was a little bit unsettled with all of that. You, of course, had Paul Casey, you mentioned he took third. I had Adam Hadwin. He had a really nice tournament. I had him as high as 300 to one. He ended up finishing ninth. I had Tom Hoagie. I thought maybe we we're going to get another bite into the Hoagie sandwich, and he nearly made a run, but put a couple of balls in the water coming home. Victor Hovland was there for you for a minute. And like you said, that, that Monday finish, there were so many players in contention. It was a really good sweat, but in the end, the yeah. long shots crew misses out on another outright And a winner. lot of big names, by the way, did miss the cut. Uh, uh, Colin Colin Morikawa missed the cut. Uh, Adam Scott, Patrick Cantlay, Webb Simpson, Gary Woodland, Xander Shoffle, Tony Finau. A lot of guys. Brooks Kepka uh, missed the cut badly. Brooks was just laughing when that wind blew the ball in the water on 17 on Saturday. He was just laughing. These guys, a lot of them were ready to get out of there. So I think just because they miss a cut, maybe don't necessarily steer that clear of them because the weather just, I think, beat some of these guys up. Yeah, that uh, weather or the wind on 17 on Saturday, they, when they resume play, it was nearly impossible at times to hit that island green. Let's turn to this week. We head south to Tampa, Florida for the Valspar Championship. And really, Wes, this is very uh, atypical for a golf course in Florida. You look at Bay Hill and the Honda, you have so many sand bunkers, palm trees, and then, of course, water like we see everywhere at TPC South. Not the case this week, and it's a narrow tree-lined golf course, very little water coming into play. What courses did you compare this one to, and what stats did you dive into this week in breaking down the Copperhead course at Innisbrook? Yeah, not a lot of design correlations. It was designed in 1974 by Larry Packard, and it really isn't your typical Florida course. It's it's a little bit more Carolina-ish, if yeah. you will. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like our friend uh, Ryan Brickley, who joins us uh, for the North Carolina tournaments. It's very similar to that course. I used a little bit of sawgrass, but I used a lot of Harbor Town mm -hmm. this week a little bit of Colonial, Riviera, TPC River Highlands, TPC Southwind for, you know, a variety of reasons because maybe tighter fairways because these are very tight fairways, some of the tightest on tour, or the fact that it was a similar yardage, par 71, and that's kind of what I thought of with Riviera. So had to do a little bit of reaching. I mean, it's not like you've got like a Pete Dye design or a Jack Nicklaus where you have any number of a multitude of courses you can choose from, but those are what I use this week. I looked at uh, driving accurate approach scrambling par five scoring and putting as far as courses I use the Wyndham Harbor Town like you mentioned Sawgrass also Muirfield Village uh, which you typically don't uh, see using as a comp for a Florida course but again we talked about how this is very wooded and tree-lined at Innisbrook I also took a look at what players are not sitting that far outside of the top 50 in the world rankings that's a very good angle actually to use and I didn't really think about that too much but that's a really good angle this week yeah the press is on to get inside that top 50 they have until the end of the month to qualify for the masters so i looked at a few guys in this week's field that are in that position let's bring in our guest to shed some more light on this week's handicap and that is pat mayo he's been a regular with each and every season of long shots here at v -Cin. he's an award-winning host and golf writer you can catch his show the pat mayo experience wherever you get your podcast and you can also follow him on twitter at the pme pat thank you so much for joining us once again this season Welcome back, my friend. And boy, a quick turnaround off of the Monday finish at the Players. And here we are right into the Valspar as the Florida Swing concludes this week. 
Historically, Pat, this is not a course for the Bombers. We've really seen a number of superior ball strikers and plotters succeed at this course. If you look at the list of past winners, it looks like great U.S. Open players have done really well here at Valspar in the past. What are some of the stats and handicapping angles you use this week to try and solve the puzzle? I think it's difficult to glean too much from what's happened in the past to Copperhead solely because the field this year seems like it's five times as strong as it's ever been. Very rarely do you see a top of the board that looks like this. And bombers have fared pretty well here in the past. They just when you only when you only sort by who won versus you know top tens, top fives, then it tells a bit of a different story. Guys like Jason Kokrak. Dustin Johnson, John Rahm when he would play here, Bubba Watson, all have very good course histories at Copperhead. They just couldn't break through and win uh, the year that it came around to them. But I, I think you're on the right track with ball striking. That's where I'd be looking at as well. I heard about some of the comp courses you were talking about. TPC Southwind was the one I was looking at the most, only because you kind of look at the crossover of who has done well there in the past and obviously Sam Burns won at this course last year lost in the playoff to Abe Anser and Hideki at uh, Innisbrook or at the TBC Southwind a year ago and I do agree that I mean the average driving distance here is much lower than an average PGA Tour event so things like driving accuracy can somewhat get misconstrued at a course like this solely because the bombers aren't necessarily hitting driver off of every hole. And when you take a driver out of a bomber's hands and they have to hit three wood or if they have to hit five iron, all of a sudden their accuracy goes through the roof. So I like the U.S. Open angle, that type of player. Uh, but, I mean, Paul Casey has won here twice, so it stands to reason that almost legit anyone can win here. Yeah, it doesn't come down to a putting contest based on a couple of the guys I picked this week. And uh, Patrick mentioned a notable example there with Paul Casey. But, Pat, you mentioned TPC Southwind, and that was one of the courses I used this week. So when you go below the big three at the top of the market, that being JT, Hovland, Morikawa, then there's a name that appears that has won at TPC Southwind in Memphis, that being Dustin Johnson. Close with the 63 at the Players' Championship. Are you willing to buy in right now on DJ, who's going on winless for the better part of over a year now. If I had been more alert and saw the 22 that was hung when the odds opened a night ago before Sawgrass actually actually concluded, I probably would have been in. I'm now seeing like 16, 18 in the market. And well, I do think that one of the higher end players wins this week because that's been kind of the thing outside of Adam Hadwin winning at this course at 100 to one in 2017. I just don't know if I want to go below 20 to 1, to tell you the God's honest truth. I don't know if I want to go below 30 to 1 this week. It feels like the winner comes from that 25 to 50 range more often than not at this course. So I think that's where I'm really going to pepper the board. I'm with you, Pat. Uh, if you look at the top of the board, the odds are pretty short. Hovland and uh, Justin Thomas around 10 to 1. I saw DJ as low as 14. Uh, you mentioned you think it's going to be kind of a star-studded player that will emerge here victorious. Did you look at anybody, you know, a little bit shorter than 25 to 1 or so that caught your eye at the top of the board? Not really, to tell you the truth. Like, you have Louie up there. Sam Burns is lingering around. Matthew Fitzpatrick's getting all the steam. And now he's the same number as Xander Shoffley, which absolutely makes no sense. But I, I don't have interest in either of them from an outright perspective either way. So I think I would rather take – listen, I, I think that Colin Morikawa is the best player in the world. If it was a better price, it would be Morikawa all day. But especially because he got you know two days off, as a lot of these guys did not last week at Sawgrass. But – even at his number, I, I don't like it all that much. Pat Mayo joins us, and he, of course, is part of Fantasy National, which uh, Brady and myself are avid users of and uh, uh, very happy customers. In fact, with the turnaround last night with that compressed field, Brady, getting those numbers up right away allows us to write our columns and to put the show together and our plays together. So, Pat, when you are uh, looking through the numbers in terms of what you modeled, and I know you talk about ball striking, good drives gain, maybe could be something that you use this week. Anybody a little bit down the board? where you got a big price that uh, the model might have popped out this week? The model loves Russell Knox and Cameron Percy. Unfortunately, I don't like those two people. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the numbers certainly suggest that they're good plays this week. Ditto with Martin Laird, weirdly enough, as he continues to not cut but do everything else well 
uh, eventually you think that, hey, maybe you have a lucky putting week and everything else comes around that you, you end up being good to go. But my wagers are really in that kind of middle area and the type of player that you talked about. Like, I don't know. I, got, I saw Brooks Kepka at 40 to 1. And I was like, am I doing this again? I'm like, yeah, why not? I could bet Matthew Fitzpatrick at 20, who's never won on the PGA Tour, or I can take Brooks for double that number at a course that you play harder and realistically play into what Brooks does well. So, I don't know, light my, light my money on fire again with Brooks, I think, at 40 to 1. Pat, I, li- I uh, viewed a little bit of your uh, weekly show that you do with Jeff Feinberg, who's been a guest on this program, and I know you guys are still riding the Bez train this week. Uh, this isn't really a putting contest, but do you think because he doesn't have to take driver and because you have a lot of forced layups that his ball striking is going to be better and he'll get him in contention this week? Well, as Cameron Smith just showed, everything is technically a putting contest. Right. Never <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, that's a big skill that you can have. And we haven't seen his putter go nuclear yet this year, and that's kind of his thing, where he just laps everyone on the field on the putting surface. That's why you know putting stats are not sticky whatsoever when you look at them and try to project that. But we know he has that in him, those spike putting weeks, where he's going to lap the field and gain eight, nine strokes. I mean, that's how Sam Burns won this event last year. He gained over nine strokes putting. He played well tee to green. But that was the big differentiator, how well he did on the putting surfaces. And the big thing with Bez, when you get to a long track, is he has to use driver and really try to pump it out there. And he's going to use driver again this week. He's very accurate with his driver when he doesn't need that extra distance. So, while some of the bigger type players can lay back a little bit and improve their accuracy, he has accuracy with his driver. So, as long as the placement is right, and I like when you mentioned Harbortown a little bit, I don't think it's like a direct corollary, but one thing that both Harbortown and Copperhead have in common is you don't necessarily need to be in the fairway at this course. Sometimes being in the right rough is much better than being in the left fairway just because of the angle that you get to the court, uh, to the hole. So if you can play that out in your mind a little bit and have great strategy, I really wish we got to see, I mean, I say this every week, but I really wish we got to see Bryson at this course because I think that he would tackle it in a very methodical way because he's one of the best thinkers about a golf course and actually having a game plan. Obviously, sometimes that does not work in his favor. But sometimes he nails it absolutely correctly, and I think that he would here. And with Bez, he hits his long irons well. His around-the-green game is basically unmatched. So if he's not hitting a bunch of green regulations, which you really do want to do at the Valspar, he can actually get away with it a little bit. He's not the player that Charles Schwartzel was, especially when Schwartzel won this event you know, five, six years ago now. But I think that he can mimic that sort of game. And when you mention those U.S. Open players, like you've seen Patrick Reed come in second here twice, those you know, Jordan Spieth, guys that don't necessarily have the statistical skill set that you really want, but have that overall mutter game. So, I, listen, I've been on Cbez all season. Uh, I'm not getting off now at 66-1. to 1. So you can add him in with Brooks. And I think my strongest play is still Jason Kokrak. You can find 40s on him. He really ripped my heart out when he lost to Casey here three years ago. But I do think that his game is rounding back into form. We haven't seen it with the driver from him lately. But the around the green game has kind of taken a little bit of an uptick, which is very atypical for Jason Kokrak. So as long as his chipping isn't a disaster, he turned into an excellent putter. The irons are always fine. And we've seen him win. It's generally been at these less-than-driver courses. So I think that plays uh, a big factor into what I'm looking for this week. The same reason I like Gary Woodland, 70-1. to 1. I mean, he won here, albeit 11 years ago. But through three Florida starts so far, he has two top fives and a missed cut. Like, this is a perfect type of course for him. Another guy who's won a U.S. Open and is starting to see his game round back into form. It's only going to be so long until they – stop hanging 75 60s on Gary Woodland and he's back into the 35 40 range and this seems like a week he can get it done yeah Wes and I both have been taking a hard look at Gary Woodland the last few weeks you're right his form is coming back around and I was right there with you a few years back when Kokrak uh, lost to Casey that one burned me too and and you talk about we or we've discussed kind of the U.S. Open player profile well that would certainly fit your pick on Brooks Kepka too Uh, Pat one angle that Wes and I talked about considering this week players getting motivated to get inside the top 50 in the world golf rankings with the masters just a few weeks away players that are not yet qualified they'll either of course need to win a tournament or get into the top 50 in the world did you consider that situation for anybody in this week's field 
I never consider anything like that. I find it kind of foolish to tell you the truth. Like, it was like last week, Jason Day's mother had died. Oh, he's going to play better now because he wants this more. <laughs> you don't think the guys in the back of the field want to win too and cash a million-dollar payday? Please. So Pat's not uh, buying into nappy factor then, yeah. you know, when we, we always hear about that, you know, having a kid, like I think I saw Martin Keimer, he popped up on a couple of my stat models this week in terms of approach, but did not play until the Honda Classic about two weeks ago. Yeah, if Martin Keimer is popping up on your approach numbers, that, a lot of that information is probably being taken, depending on if you went like past 36 rounds, past right. 50 rounds, those would be 2017 stats when he was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, did you also land on some players that you're looking to go against this week? Anybody that you feel is not in good form or maybe is not a good fit for this course that you're looking to fade? Not especially, because I don't know how much guys might be taxed from the weekend. Honestly, like Hovland sticks out as maybe the biggest fade on the board. The, the scary thing with Hovland is if he misses a green in regulation, it's almost an automatic bogey. The issue becomes he hits more greens in regulation than everyone else, so he should score more than everyone. But I did find a head-to-head that was Justin Thomas plus 110 against Victor Hovland. Mm. And I just thought, give me the guy with a better short game. That, that, that at least will lead to fewer bogeys along the way. Vic might outscore him. He might end up with the Eagles. He might end up with the birdies. But I just think consistent play that someone like Victor Hovland, who was in the mix with the players, like all the way through you know, almost till the end on Monday – Maybe that took a bit more out of him than we think because, you know, I wasn't really going to buy into that at all. But then Paul Casey withdrew from this tournament. I was like, huh. You know, Casey played all the way into Monday. He was pretty taxing. He played almost 54 holes in two days. He's won this tournament twice. You'd think this is a place that he would want to come back to to try to win, but obviously he was too gassed to do anything else. And Louie might be another good one to fade as well. He played all four rounds. You know how Louie is. He probably withdraws an hour into the tournament or something. Pat, I know that you put the full cheat sheet out on your Twitter at the PME on the Twitter machine, and I'm going to have you just narrow it down to four here. I know you like to put a couple bombs on at the end, uh, you know, see if they go ahead and hit the board each way. But if I give you a foursome, who are you going with here for the Valspar? Brooks and Kokrak, both at 40, Bez at 66, and Woodland at 70. I did play the top fives with Bez and with Woodland. So those would be my four that I'm in on at the moment. Like you said, I'll have more. I'll have two. I'll, I'll give you the bombs, too. I got Lonto at 125 and Kramer Hickok at 200 to one. Also have him first round leader. He just seems to pop up on these Florida courses. And when you talked about ball striking, when I sorted on Fantasy National by the past 24 rounds, Hickok popped up inside the top 20 in this field in overall ball striking over the past 24 rounds. So his form is a lot better and people may think outside of, hey, we all saw him have the hot first round at the players, which legitimately feels like a year ago at this point. But, you know, it was only like five days ago. But he is someone that can really ride a hot putter, putts really well on these Bermuda greens, especially at this time of year. And if you did want to say this one plays a little bit Pete Dye-ish, I mean, he was the guy who lost in the playoff of the Travelers to Harris English a year ago. He can avoid some bogeys along the way, and maybe he gets hot with that putter. It can you know, at least get a placement point on that 200-to-1. <laughs> yeah, no, he. Uh, I had a gut feeling about Kramer Hickok last week, and he wasn't all that bad. Like you said, he started out real hot and then uh, was really kind of a victim of the circumstances of the weather and whatnot. But, uh, no, I think Kramer Hickok definitely makes some sense. All right, Pat, finally, we'll uh, before we let you go, as uh, we mentioned, the Masters is only three weeks away. Have you made any bets to win the Masters yet, or are there some players that you're strongly uh, considering to slip on that green jacket on uh, Sunday, April? April the 10th in Augusta. I think the only two bets that I have in right now are from way earlier in the year. I have Thomas Peters at 125 to one, uh, which is not looking good at the moment. And Robert McIntyre at 150 to one, which also isn't looking good because the guy can't qualify for any tournaments except the masters somehow, but he's in based on his top 12 from a year ago. I always just like big hitting lefties at the masters. It feels like their path to success is a lot easier. And I believe in, Bobby Mack, you know, he's a, he's a young man. I'd like to see another Scottish guy uh, don the green jacket when the time comes. But other than that, honestly, no. I'm going to wait for the numbers to be released the week of. Golf markets have gotten far too sensitive with people trying to find good numbers on players for majors that 
they've really taken the value out of everyone. Like, you go look at places right now. Patrick Reed is still, like, 45-1 to to win the Masters. He was just 250-1 to to win the players. They don't really (laughs) adjust until the week of. Like, the only way they adjust are in the wrong way for us. Like, you could have bet Cam Smith 33-1 to to win the Masters before last week. Now he's, like, 20-1. to Like, no one wants to bet that. So, if you just wait till that Monday, all of a sudden you get an extra 20, 25 points on everyone. And then I think you can start looking at the market in a little bit different way and really try to pound down on what the Masters bets that you want. One guy I didn't mention this week that I wanted to run by you guys, if you have, like, 15 seconds. Webb Simpson, 75-1 to to win this tournament. I don't know where the hell he's at. That's a big number for this tournament. It sure is. It's a big number on Webb Simpson just about anywhere. You know he hasn't been popping for what seems like over a year now. Um, but, you know, he's also exactly the type of guy you want to play at this course. Wyndham, you know, Harbortown, Valspar. Uh, I, I certainly uh, see what you're talking about there, but he's not going to make my card. What, what do you think, Wes? Well, when Pat brought up about Bez, you know, this is a guy sometimes he'll miss the fairway and you take different angles, and it reminded me a little bit of Harbortown. What Webb Simpson did a couple years ago. Remember when Abe Answer like hit 65 of 72 greens, greens? It's like, how the hell didn't he win this tournament? And it's because Webb Simpson was able to, you know, find his way out of trouble and just putt very well. So, you know, uh, I don't think that it it does. It makes a lot of sense. He's going to come back around eventually. Yeah, maybe it'll be this week. Pat, uh, you mentioned big hitting lefties for Augusta National. Bubba Watson's been in pretty good form in 2022. Uh, of course, got Harold Varnard over in Saudi, uh, but he's been playing well. wasn't too bad last week at the Players Championship. I saw him at 60 to one to win the Masters. That seems a little short, but any love for Bubba at Augusta? I'd want to see how he does it match play first because he had the nice Saudi run. He was good for one round last week, and that was good enough to make the cut. And he was a disaster in the final two rounds. He didn't even make the cut at Riviera this year. So the typical Bubba tracks are not playing like Bubba tracks. So that leaves me a bit wary about the Masters. But if he can get it together for match play next week, a place where he's won before, I always like to see if I'm going to bet Bubba at the Masters, I want to see him playing well at the places where he generally plays well. Uh, over the course of the first part of the season. Now that we don't have Doral on the schedule anymore, we can't even look at that one. So it's really Genesis, and then we look at match play, and hopefully something good comes from there. If not, it's probably going to be a pass. And maybe the Travelers, another Bubba track indeed. All right, my friend, great to have you on Long Shots once again, and enjoy the Valspar, Pat. Thank you very much. All right, that is Patrick Mayo. Check out the Patrick Mayo Experience. You can find him on Twitter at the PME. Does great work there with a, like you said, Wes, another uh, repeat guest here on Long Shots. Our friend Jeff Feinberg. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good stuff there. Pat's always got good information, as you just heard him there as a guest. Once again, I believe a fourth year in a row now for Pat Mayo on Long Shots here at VSIN. When we come back, we'll get into some more of the Masters. Also, take a quick look at the European Tour right here on Long Shots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back to Long Shots right here on VSIN. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And so much focus on college basketball right now, Wes. I know that you have been skipping the European tour, the DP World Tour, the last couple of weeks. So we don't have much in the way of across the pond here. Uh, but there is an event across the pond this week. Uh, briefly, just let us know what it is. Yeah, second week in a row they're in South Africa. Last weekend it was the My Golf Life Open in uh, Heartbeat Sports, South Africa, Peak. Canwood Golf and Country Club and Nicholas Design and Pablo Larathavo, the Spaniard, won in a three-way playoff over Audrey Arnos, still seeking that first year DP World Tour win, and also Jordan Smith. George Casillas, South African, uh, usually plays well in these events, uh, finished fourth. And then you kind of look at the event this week. This is going to be at the club at Stein City. It's called the Stein City Championship in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. And really the leaderboard up at the top is, is the same, just to give give you a brief rundown. Dean Burmester is the favorite. I think the shortest I've seen him 16 to one Jordan Smith and Pablo Larathabal, two of the guys in the playoff last week, of course, right behind as is George Katsia. So look, a lot of recency bias, basically uh, with this leaderboard, Justin Harding, another guy up there at 22 to one. So this is a first time event on the DP world tour. They're doing the uh, two weeks here in South Africa, and then they'll get going, uh, Probably, you know, a little bit after Masters time where they'll get the usual DP World Tour and European events. As for major implications, no new bets for any of us on the Masters. Wes, you have Justin Thomas. I have Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman, and Jason Day. Still hoping Jay Day can earn himself a spot in the field in the next few weeks. Matt Eumann's also on Cameron Smith and Will Zalatoris. Cameron Smith, as Pat Mayo mentioned, I saw him all the way down to 18-1 to to win the Masters after his victory at the Players. And you got him at like double that, right? Yeah, Matt has him at 41-1. to I got him at 40 40 to one uh, again, like you said, after he won at Kapalua, um, I mentioned, I noticed Bubba Watson down to 60 to one at the Westgate. Paul Casey also at 60 to one. He's had great success at Augusta and Joaquin Neiman is a guy mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting. Of course, one at Riviera, very much a correlated course to Augusta. He's at 50 to one. And that kind of caught my eye. Anybody, I mean, we're just a few weeks away. Anybody that you're starting to take a hard you know, look at on the shorter end, I was looking this morning and I was trying to find some price is on Dustin Johnson. I just haven't found him. And look, on with a former champion, you're never going to quite find this guy. But uh, we'll get to, and we'll get to it a little bit later in our selections. But I wonder if he found something in his game with that 63. I don't know. Maybe it's a premature buy-in. But I wonder if he found something because he's kind of been out of sorts and he has not obviously won in over a calendar year. Got the wedding planning going for later this year and all that. I've seen the photos from Paulina Gretzky, his soon-to-be wife, on the Instagram machine. So, you know, I wonder if there's been at least a little bit of distraction there. But you did mention Cameron Smith, and I've seen him as low as like 14 or 16 to 1. I'm a Cameron Smith guy, 
but I can't even bet him at that price. I think you and Matt, uh, good job by you scooping that up. So, look, we're kind of waiting for the drifters and seeing what is going to go on because the Masters is such a weird market, Brady, because these things have been up, what, since, like, November? Yeah. Basically. Probably so, earlier than that. So, yeah, like, like Pat Mayo was saying, in terms of a guy like Patrick Reed, I know he's won at Augusta before, so you're never going to get a really, truly fair price on him, but Patrick Reed's form right now indicates he should be above 40 or 50 to 1 right now. He might, you know, maybe close to double that. But that's what you're looking for. You're looking to see maybe some of these prices. And uh, you're also looking to see who is, in fact, going to be in this field. Because you got some guys with prices up that if they're not in that top 50, and, and I agree with Pat's assessment that that's tough to handicap. You know, that's tough to gauge motivation there, even though that's certainly something you want to pay attention to. But... Yeah, I'm waiting to see if some of these guys drift. I'll probably be on a couple of uh, of shorter guys when I get there. Like, let's say I get like a 20 on DJ. I would certainly be interested in that. I'd certainly be interested in uh, the Hovland and some of those top class players in the 20s. And then maybe, maybe Zalatoris, if I can get him at 40, I'm seeing him in the mid-30s right now. Yeah, Matt has him at uh, 40 to 1. Will Zalatoris, of course, finishing second at the Masters last season. And I thought Pat brought up a very good point. Uh, it, it's very difficult these days to look at these advanced markets yeah. and really find a gem of a price. I was able to find Mark Leishman at 125 to 1. I thought that was very generous. But yeah, it's probably going to be Masters week. And depending on how these guys play over the next couple, three weeks, you may get some good drifts and, and catch a nice guy yeah. at 40 to 1. More or than any other major. Major, it is all about timing the market because yeah. you have so much more time in between where you know that the market and Pat was absolutely right. The market is going to be reactionary. Obviously, when somebody wins, Instacut, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's what happened to Cameron Smith and everybody really after they win a golf tournament leading up to Augusta National. All right. When we come back, it is the match play segment. We'll go through all of our plays, Matt Eumanns, Wes Reynolds, and those from myself for the Valspar Championship coming up this week on the PGA Tour. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back to Long Shots right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it is time to go over our plays for the Valspar Championship, our match play segment. We start with our colleague, Matt Humans. He's got four futures this week. He does not have any head-to-head matchups. And he went right to the top of the board, one of his favorite players. He's got Justin Thomas at 10-1. to 1. A little further down, he's on Louis Eustazen at 20-1. to 1. Jason Kokrak there, a common play with Pat Mayo. Jason Kokrak at 30 to 1 for Matt. And then Bubba Watson, who's had some good history here. Bubba at 40 to 1. All make Matt's card there for the Valspar this week. Yeah, I shared uh, one play with Matt. I ended up going because I went with a couple long shots. So, And plus, this was so tight, like in the middle of the board, Brady, around that 60 to 80 to 1. That was like, you could throw a blanket over some of these guys. And I was like, you know, I, I just can't decide between them. So I ended up just using like two or three of them in that range. But Bubba Watson was one that I did play, and I got him at around uh, 50. I want to see how he's going to do, but he does tend to like this course. He was 13th here last year, 4th and 2019 shown some signs of life recently now we'll see you know the Saudi Arabia played really well in the windy conditions he actually played better at the players in the worst conditions than he did you know over the weekend but like uh you know saw a couple other guys that played on my card this is a guy that's one at River Highlands that's mm-hmm. one at Riviera so I felt at least some kind of comparison or correlation between those two. So the only play I share with Matt is Bubba Watson. All right. Well, let's get to the rest of your card. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've hit an outright winner. We'll see if we can get one. this. I know week. We're, we're in a slump, Brady. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a couple of weeks. So let's uh, try to get out of it here and give uh, our uh, viewers and listeners some March Madness. Shortest price I played. And I'm wondering if I'm buying in prematurely, but I'm going to take a shot. Dustin Johnson, 16 to one. Obviously, we know it's been over a year since he won he's dropped to number 10 in the official world golf rankings when's the last time you've seen dustin johnson that low right a long time however i think he might have found something in that in that monday round he was on the wrong side of the weather draw at the players but still rallied to finish t9 shot a 63 in the final round which mentioned our matches rather the course record i think there's like nine players that share that at 63 led the field for the fourth round in strokes gained putting and and third in strokes gained approach third t to green four for uh four for uh uh, uh, strokes gained off the tee, I should say. He's also won on three of the course correlations that I mentioned this week, TPC Southwind, mm-hmm. Riviera, TPC River Highlands. So maybe I'm buying into prematurely, but Dustin Johnson, 16-1. I did get Matt Fitzpatrick at 33. He's now been cut to about 25 or 28 this week. He was also on the bad side of the draw, missed the cut last week at the players. But if you looked at what he was doing before last week when he went to Sawgrass, T2 at the DP World, Tour Championship in Dubai to close out 2021, T6 at Pebble Beach, T10 at Phoenix, T9 at Bay Hill. So this is a guy, you know, and Pat Mayo did mention it, who's never won on the PGA Tour, but he gets respect in the market because he has these consistent finishes. Uh, Copperhead at Innisbrook, it is a little bit more of an undulating version of Harbor Town, if mm-hmm. you will. Yep. There's a lot of Some dog legs. Like, yeah, I think 12 of the 18 holes are dog legs uh, here on this design. And Fitzpatrick really loves Harbortown, calls it the favorite course of his on the PGA Tour, so I thought there were some comparisons. Also, maybe going to be in a little bit of a good mood, kind of an interesting little nugget here. Matt Fitzpatrick's not the only Fitzpatrick in the field this week. His younger brother, Alex, who currently mm-hmm. plays at Wake Forest, he got an entry into this field because of the sponsor, because he won the Valspar Collegiate Invitational ah. as a member of the Wake Forest golf team last year. So both Fitzpatrick brothers are in this field this week. Maybe that puts them, you know, stranger things have happened maybe that puts him in a good move Keegan Bradley I usually don't like to go on a guy after a near miss but I did take him 45 to 1 didn't scoop the 50 when it opened but I thought he almost really you could say deserved to win the players last week when you considered that he finished fifth he was on the bad side of the weather and he also had a two-stroke penalty on Friday when the ball moved in the wind yes. on the green and it ended up assessing him a two-stroke penalty. He was the 54-hole leader here last year at the Valspar before he finished runner-up to Paul Casey. And also, speaking of Paul Casey, 
him and Keegan Bradley, a little bit similar players when you look at their numbers yeah. in terms of the yep. ball striking, Total driving, ball striking, yeah, can't approach, <laughs> greens and regulation gain. And that's what really determines the winner in lieu of a putting contest. By the way, these greens are pretty smooth this week. Bermuda overseeded with POA. So these greens usually run pretty true and pretty smooth, run about 12 on the stamp. So I think Keegan Bradley can show this week. Gary Woodland, I'm going back to him 60 to 1. He missed the cut last week, but he's missed the cut at the players seven of the last 10 years. So I'm willing to ignore that. He was fifth at the Honda and at Bay Hill in consecutive weeks before that former champion here at the Valve bar in 2011, as is Adam Hadwin, who won the Valve bar here in 2017 around 60 to one range ninth last week at the players flew up the leaderboard, had a 67 in the final round. That was his first top 10 of the year. I think Adam Hadwin can go well. And then I did go with a model play and it's like somebody that like never gets there for me, but sometimes it's like, okay, I just got to go with the numbers and see if the numbers are right. And that was Russell Knox, 70 to one T six last week at the players. He's at or near top of most of the model statistics. I use this week uh, approach greens and regulation gain strokes, gain ball striking, good drives gained. And, and I did add a little greens and regulation gain because the greens and regulation are hitting at a 56.2% rate here at this Copperhead course at Innisbrook. The tour average is like 65.5%. Plus, you talk about approach, eighth most difficult annual course on the PGA Tour to gain strokes on approach. And then I also use good drives gain with all the dog legs and the forced layoffs. You don't have to necessarily use driver off the tee. And that's why I felt proximity was going to be important too. Most of the approach shots that these players are going to have to the green this week are anywhere from 175 to 200 yards, 54% of the time. And Russell Knox was up there on almost all of those statistics. So I used the model there. And then I did take a shot, even though the data is old, if you're looking at it, because he did pop on a couple of my data points, but it is old data from several months ago. But I took a shot with Martin Keimer at 150 to one. He's only played one event in 2022 due to the birth of his first child. Missed the cut at the Honda, but shook off some rust and actually played a very good second round to miss the cut by one. He wasn't in the Players Championship last week, despite the fact he was a former champion. Won there in 2014, but wasn't qualified this time. So maybe, you know, a little bit motivated and maybe a little bit of rest not having to play in that terrible weather last week and might come in refreshed. The iron game looked good in the second round in the Honda. He's usually very good on these longer irons 175 to 200 so at 150 I thought it was a shot look with 150 I mean you're asking a lot to say okay that's going to be an outright win so as I advise with all these top fives top tens or something like that some kind of props if you want to go top 20 at a few of these different shops you certainly can do that but I expect Martin Keimer is going to play okay here this week yeah I took a hard look at a lot of these guys Uh, I was on Adam Hadwin last week I was really rooting for him I had him at 225 to one and also 300 to one I took a look at Gary Woodland you and I've been talking about his surge up the leaderboard the last few weeks he's coming back around I took a hard look at Russell Knox eventually what kept me off of Knox is just his lack of a short game. You know, it's always the putter and the scrambling and that type of thing that usually uh, undoes Russ, uh, undoes Russell Knox. But you're absolutely right. He he completely pops on all the bi- uh, ball striking numbers. Uh, you and I do match up on a couple. I'll get to my outrights here. I've got Matthew Fitzpatrick at 33 to one as well. Uh, top finishes at our top 10 finishes at all the correlated courses I use. 20th on tour and strokes gained approach. 11th in scrambling. 24th in strokes gained putting and you talked about his uh, second-place finish uh, in Europe. He also has three top-ten finishes in his last four starts on the PGA Tour. Alex Noren at 55-1. to 1. He's got a mix of top-10s, top-15s, and top-25s at all the correlated courses. Currently ranks 62nd in the world in the official golf uh, rankings. So he is not in the Masters, hoping he'll be looking to change that this I week. I almost used Alex Noren. That was one of those guys where it's like, well, I can't play them all. i got to leave off one hopefully it's not the wrong one well hopefully for you it's the right one but Alex Noren was another guy I really looked at in that middle like 60 type range I didn't love the number I found 55 I would really like 60 or better but uh, I, I just couldn't keep him off the card 39th on approach 14th in scrambling 57th in strokes gain putting 5th at the Honda 6th in Phoenix and 26th last week at the Players Championship I'm on Keegan Bradley with you I did find him at a real juicy number 6 
60 to 1. Second to Sam Burns here last year. Comes off of two really great weeks at the Players and Bay Hill. And also just outside of the top 50 in the world rankings currently. Has decent history at the comp courses with a handful of top 10 finishes. I am on C-Bez, like uh, our guest, Mr. Mayo, Christian Bezaden-Hout at 66 to 1. Really good stat line uh, for all the the, uh, metrics that I looked at this week. Really does everything pretty darn well. Drives it accurately, good on approach, excellent short game. We talked about that. Solid top 30 type finishes at the comp courses. He's never played here before at the Valspar, and I don't always love that, but good form coming in with a 25th at the Honda and a 20th at Bay Hill. Aaron Wise at 90 to 1. That was a great price I was able to find on him. I'm seeing more like 60 or 70 to 1 readily available. He's currently ranked 87th in the world, so not yet in the Masters field as well. And I love how his scrambling has improved. This guy was always a, a ball striker, and he was kind of like Russell Knox, where he really didn't have the short game. Uh, 62nd on tour in approach, but now has ascended to 47th in scrambling on tour. So hopefully his short game fires this week. 50th at Sawgrass last week and 17th two weeks ago at Bay Hill. And then my long bomb, I've seen this guy in the market at around 100 to 1. I got him at 225 to 1, and that is Troy Merritt, 100th in the official World Golf Rankings. He was 46th at the Players, 38th in Phoenix, 4th at Pebble Beach. Does everything really well. 72nd on Tour and Approach, 68th for driving accuracy, 23rd in Scrambling, and 76th in Strokes Gain Putting. We know he's got a good short game. And that was double versus most of the numbers that I saw out there on Troy Merritt. So that rounds out my outright card. I did play two head-to-head matchups, Wes. Matthew Fitzpatrick over Jason Kokrak at minus 110 and Keegan Bradley at minus 110 over the aforementioned Webb Simpson. Yeah, I have a couple matchups too this week. Those have been kind of stumbling a little bit over the last couple of weeks. I played Martin Laird, another guy I mm-hmm. almost played on the futures board, uh, who really modeled well, as Pat Mayo said. Kind of very similar numbers to Russell Knox. Minus 120 over Johnny Vegas is what I played, and, and Russell Knox is a guy I played this week at as well at 70 to 1. Chris John Bezaden Hoot, minus 110 over Webb Simpson. Mm-hmm. And then Keegan Bradley, minus $1.40 over Kevin Kisner. Kisner played very well last week, but I think Keegan Bradley's got more history on this course, just in a little bit more consistent form, so I laid it with him over Kisner. That is going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in to Long Shots, the Valspar Championship, this week's venue for the PGA Tour. Enjoy the final leg of the Florida Swing. Next week, we head to Texas for the match play, a World Golf Championship, and our friend Justin Ray will be our guest right here on Long Shots. Enjoy the Valspar, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 